Hello, everyone. I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Dr. Rick Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer your medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group Brookings and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. Thanks for being with us today. Nice to see you and ha- again in this winter wonderland. Yeah, we in here in Brookings, for those of you who might be listening also, we have a nice little dusting of snow this morning. So we'll see how long that sticks around, but some moisture. So that's good, right? We'll right. take it. We'll take it. This week in the Prairie Doc world, our topic is medical marijuana. So we're going to spend some time today talking about medical marijuana. But we're also, of course, happy to answer any medical questions you may have. And if you give us a call at the beginning of the show, that gives us plenty of time to make sure we get to those. Uh, So any medical questions you might have that we could ask Dr. Ellsworth about, give us a call now at 605-692-1430. 692-1430. Before we dive into that topic, uh, Dr. Ellsworth, we wanted to start by talking about the latest news on the updates regarding boosters for COVID-19. What are we learning about that? Well, we know that whether someone's had COVID or been vaccinated, the immunity does start to wane some over time, uh, especially after it's been even three to six months sometimes. So it, they do still, the vaccine really help protect against severe disease and hospitalization. Um, but that can, some of that effect can wane over time. So they've been talking about, you know, there was the booster that came out that really did help uh, to cut down on hospitalizations and deaths for those that had received it. Um, um, c- certainly people can still get COVID, um, whether they've had COVID before and um, some, and some when they've been vaccinated, but it's less likely. Um, but uh, now they're starting to come out with a recommendation for a second booster. Um, and those, uh, it's a really, really new recommendation. There's a few details getting sorted out yet. Uh, it's been in the news mm-hmm. and such. But uh, um, basically, it's probably going to be recommended for those f- 50 and older Okay. Um, especially uh, those 65 and older and those 50 and older with chronic medical conditions anyway would probably be a, a good good candidate, good idea. And that would be f- at least four months after your uh, booster. So okay. this is your second boost. So this would be a fourth shot. Okay. And, uh, um, and so some people could have already had a fourth shot it, that are severely immunocompromised, that have mm-hmm. really uh, poor immune systems. And, and so, but this now expands that to uh, basically everyone age 50 or at least everyone age 65 and those age 50 and above with chronic medical conditions. Okay. All right. So I'm sure we'll be seeing more and hearing more about that. Like you said, it's a pretty new recommendation. 
Uh, but for those who might be qualifying, you might want to look further into getting that booster at your clinic or pharmacy and getting that scheduled. Yeah, you know, it's possible we could have another wave coming up with that uh, that the the variant of the Omicron virus, mm. or was it BA2? Um, mm-hmm. And so uh, that could come, or at least some point you would expect, I suppose, another, another wave, and uh, hopefully uh, the virus as it becomes even more contagious sometimes, sometimes it can become more mild. Um, mm-hmm. And it certainly has, helps to have some past immunity uh, from being vaccinated or from having it. Mm-hmm. But some of that immunity is decreased over time. So the vaccine is, is a nice way to up that immunity to help make it uh, less likely to be much of a deal if you did get COVID. Okay. We'll be going to our first break shortly. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. We are living in a stressful time as we deal with the global pandemic. The following are some tips to help your emotional health. Fuel your body by eating a healthy, well-balanced diet and drinking plenty of water. Aim to get seven to eight hours of sleep each night. Exercise every day. Take deep breaths and stretch often. Avoid risky or destructive behaviors such as abusing alcohol or drugs, excessive gambling, or ignoring public health recommendations. Spend time outside, such as going for a walk in a park, but follow social distancing guidelines. If you feel overwhelmed by the emotional pressures, reach out to family, friends, or your medical provider. This tip is brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. One more little thing on the COVID booster. Yes. yes as far as the Vera Clinic, we're still waiting on a final approval from the ACIP. They help give uh, immunization recommendations. Um, and so that's kind of a good uh, uh, final national recommendation. Okay. Got cleared from the FDA and apparently the CDC, but this is a subcommittee in the CDC that's uh, really helpful for. And sometimes they're a little more conservative, so there it could still change okay. the final recommendation on that. Okay. So we're still kind of waiting for... They really look into the evidence. The final, final, final yep. stamp of approval. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. We did have a question that just came in from a caller concerning the fourth vaccination. Would a person 70 to 80 years old qualify if they've had the first three shots and then had COVID? Yes, they would. Okay. Um, with the recommendations, they often don't factor in whether someone's had COVID, uh, but... Um, in general, I've often recommended maybe maybe waiting at least you know three four months after having COVID before having that booster. Okay. Um, the closer you are to having COVID, it seems like the more likely that you might not feel well after that mm, booster. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So give it a little time. Give it a little time. 
Okay, thank you for that question. All right, well today, as we mentioned earlier, our Prairie Doc topic this week is medical marijuana. Uh, Dr. Ellsworth, tell us about the television show you are planning for tomorrow night. Yes, um, I just feel like this is our chance as medical providers to try to give an honest uh, discussion about medical cannabis, medical marijuana, some of the pros and cons, where we're at in the state and the program, and uh, and and just to kind of dive in, into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got uh, quite a panel of guests, more than just one or two, actually I have five guests. So uh, we've got uh, Dr. Tyler Jarez. Uh, he's a, a palliative care physician in... Uh, in Sioux Falls with Avera and Dr. Jeremy Daniel. He's a professor at SDSU and College of Pharmacy, so he's a PharmD. Um, and so he'll be able to give a lot of good information about about uh, it. Um, Tim Rave is president of the C- and CEO of the SEDAHO, South Dakota Association of Healthcare Organizations. And so he, uh, he'll be able to provide a lot more uh, information more on the, the policy and governance and uh, some of those details as they've been making the rules out mm-hmm. in Pier. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Kim Mice, uh, Malsam Risden, former South Dakota Secretary of Health and now Vice President of Public Policy with Avera Health, also will be able to help with some of those policy questions regarding the program. Uh, she'll be on Zoom and on Skype. Then we'll also have Dr. Shauna Schmidt with Avera Medical Group Pain Management in Aberdeen. And so, um, you know, giving different perspectives of, you know, pain, uh, ways it could help with pain, ways it can help with uh, palliative care. Um, with the program, um, really for South Dakota, it's, it's uh, been improved to, to treat um, a chronic or debilitating disease or medical conditions um, that would be from like cachexia or wasting syndrome severe debilitating pain, severe nausea, seizures, severe and persistent muscle spasms, including those from multiple sclerosis. Some of those are the actual examples of conditions that can be approved um, uh, for the medical marijuana program. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't a, a operational dispensary yet in the state uh, for through the South Dakota program, there is the the one in Flandreau, mm-hmm. um, on the reservation there, and the, and they they have their own thing, so their rules are different, and um, and so we'll we'll talk about that some too. Yeah, it looks like a great list of um, professionals that will be on the show tomorrow night. You mentioned the one is a palliative care doc, and just for those who aren't maybe familiar, what does that? What is palliative care? Oh yeah, thanks. The, you know, it's end of life care, okay. um, and or just really chronic conditions that you know they they they're not going to be cured from, but had to help uh, cope with those and okay. live with those, mm-hmm. and so they kind of deal with both of those uh, sides with end of life care and um, severe chronic medical conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your Prairie Doc essay this week gives us some background information about medical marijuana and the fact that the federal government has classified marijuana as a Schedule One drug. What does that mean? Yeah, that took place in the 70s. And so since then, it's been classified along with heroin and LSD and ecstasy 
uh, so that it it's deemed not to have any uh, n- there's no safe effective medical use and and that it ha- has a high potential for abuse. Okay. And so because of that, it's been really hard to do medical studies to show benefit from marijuana and cannabis. And so um, it's harder for us as physicians and providers to recommend this. Now, let alone it's still illegal. Use and possession is still illegal federally and in many states. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, and so it, it that makes it hard too, mm-hmm. um, but also it's hard to do these studies because there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape and barriers to doing a nice big large study that can show how helpful this c- could be mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and and let alone we also know of uh, uh, various harms from marijuana. It can be addictive. There's mm-hmm. definitely people that are. Addicted, And I had a nice discussion yesterday that was pre-recorded for the show with Dr. Matt Stanley, a psychiatrist at Avera, um, kind of highlighting some of those uh, psychiatric harms. Mm, mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, definitely some benefits and some, some negative impacts as well. What are some of the potential benefits of man- medical cannabis for patients? Um, listed some of those uh, conditions, um, you know, for someone that might have cancer, mm-hmm. there's ca- on chemotherapy and they have a lot of nausea and vomiting with that, it can help relieve that. Okay. Um, if someone has a loss of appetite and weight loss from AIDS or other conditions, it could help stimulate the appetite. It, uh, it could be helpful in, in pain um, or in multiple sclerosis symptoms or other um, uh, muscle spasms. Um, some evidence, uh, some say yes, some say no, whether it can be helpful for glaucoma. Hmm. Um, could be helpful for some seizure disorders, spe- specifically some childhood seizures. Um, and uh, so the, that's just some of the some of the possibilities. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so as we consider some of those potential benefits, what, what are some of the side effects or the negative impacts of medical cannabis? Well... It, it uh, we we do know that it it really does affect the brain, mm-hmm. and um, especially the developing brain. Mm-hmm. So one of the biggest scary things you see is how it does impact our youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's been some studies that showed that it really helped uh, decreased IQ. Mm-hmm. Um, just and as they say, like kind of dull the brain, you know, and just and I've seen it with some where they just don't seem to care much about anything else anymore mm-hmm. and uh and their life's kind of going down the toilet and they oh whatever mm-hmm. i mean they just it can really create this um attitude of i don't care and then until things are too late and and so sometimes if sometimes they take some people seem to take it for anxiety and maybe temporary could help but then it seems like they're more anxious because things are even worse you know mm-hmm. um and so it, and it can alter some of the structure in the brain and if, and permanently affect some issues there in the brain. It can also trigger psychiatric illness, uh, it, schizophrenia. Now, whether it activates it somehow to some people that were predisposed to have this or if it can even cause it, there, it there's some 
studies either way there mm -hmm. that you know that they're still trying to figure out um but uh, it, it could cause some psychiatric illness there psychosis um beyond just the use when you're using it mm -hmm. um certainly can affect the brain while you're using it but even afterwards sometimes so um you know the developing brain keeps going until oh in your mid-20s for mm -hmm. some you know 20 mm -hmm. 22 23 years old so we you know, think oh if person's 18 or 21 they're an adult or they whatever but the brain's still developing some then and so damage can still be done um so those are uh, uh some of the side effects some talk about motor vehicle crashes um that it could increase incidence now granted alcohol does too or more so but uh um, that's a, a possibility um you know affecting attention and memory um, frequent use and it can cause cannabis use disorder, which has symptoms of craving, withdrawal, lack of control. And like I was kind of getting into negative effects on personal and professional responsibilities where mm -hmm. they just kind of let it go. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes some can actually get recurrent severe vomiting mm. um, when we see that in the emergency room sometimes uh, in where these people can't stop, they're addicted and it causes them to vomit a lot. And yet, Sometimes it can treat that, treat vomiting. But, oh, sure. Yeah. And so sometimes that's a little vicious cycle there. Right. Um, and then let alone that, you know, people start vaping things. And sometimes they'll start vaping THC and meanwhile with other flavors and whatever else. And there's already marijuana has hundreds of different chemicals. And then you heat this and you can create other chemicals and you heat it with various flavors and you can create other chemicals. And so there's so many unknowns regarding that. And definitely before COVID, that was a big thing in the news for a while, all the lung injury and in youth that we saw from vaping. Mm -hmm. um, and they were put vaping various types and compounds of marijuana and THC and uh, sometimes causing severe lung injury. Mm-hmm. Let alone, we have seen that if someone is does vape, they see, they appear to be at higher risk of complications from COVID too. So what I'm hearing is there are s some potential benefits, and there are certainly s risk, as there are with many things yeah. and uh, research. It doesn't is... look like cannabis can cure. Okay. Anything necessary? Now you could, you know, I mean, but it can be a palliative treatment, or a, you know, and there's a lot of a lot of medicines that can't cure but mm -hmm. help. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, certainly has some application that could be useful in pain and palliative treatments. Mm -hmm. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break, and I want to give our listeners a chance to give us a call. If they have any questions they would like us to address this morning, you can give us a call at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. Our programs are available as a podcast. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that someone in the United States has a heart attack every 40 seconds? A heart attack happens when a part of the heart muscle doesn't get enough blood. You might hear a heart attack called an MI or myocardial infarction. The more time that passes without treatment to restore blood flow, the greater the damage to the heart muscle. If you have pain in your chest, call for help. This message is brought to you by the Avera Medical 
Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is medical marijuana. Uh, Dr. Ellsworth was going through some of the potential benefits and risks regarding medical marijuana. Dr. Ellsworth, let's take some time to look at what are the current state rules and laws in regards to marijuana now. So it is illegal to just go get some. You can't just go get some. Mm -hmm. Um, You can perhaps go to the Flandreau Indian Reservation um, and... uh, uh, apply there and get a card there and get some there at their dispensary. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, the rest of the state, it, it's illegal. Okay. And their cards don't uh, approve you elsewhere. Okay. Um, there's no current dispensary that's operational yet um, because it needs to get grown in the state. And then I think they even need to come up with getting these some of these places certified yet i think they still need a certifying body okay um and uh so a person can get certified from their from their physician with a physician they have a bona fide patient physician relationship Mm -hmm. and in the recent legislative session they approved that uh, nurse practitioners and pas could also certify Mm -hmm. after you get certified from a provider saying that you have one of these conditions, you're not being prescribed the marijuana, you're being certified that you have a condition, then you could, if there was one open, uh, go to a dispensary. And well, then you have to go on to the program, uh, patient, you apply with the Department of Health, you receive an account on medcannabisapplication.sd.gov and fill out your application, wait for DOH approval. Uh, this is after you've g- seen your physician and gotten certified, and then uh, they apply. Uh, they, they you apply with the DO, DOH Department of Health, you get approved, and then you could go to a dispensary. Okay. Um, so we're still in the very early stages in South Dakota. These there's still a lot that needs to be sorted out and figured out and established before yeah. some of these steps. Yeah, I mean, it's can more happen. the rules are in place now. Yeah. But. These businesses have to get it because it's you don't go to a pharmacy, right, and get it. And that and one of the differences here is that you know with a medicine, I know if I tell you to take something for your blood pressure or for nausea, for mm-hmm. that matter, it's going to be a certain medicine that has the exact same milligrams of this drug every time you get it. Um, so it's a more predictable response with with. With marijuana and cannabis, it can vary in how much you smoke it and and so on. And so it's it's not the type of medicine that we'd usually prescribe where we can more control what's going on with it. Yeah, that's something I've really been learning through our conversations is... um, there's a difference between is a definitely definitely a difference between prescribing and certifying. So there you don't get a prescription, you get a certification from your doctor. So that is really fascinating uh, that it's a different kind of process. And so yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If so, if someone is certified to use medical marijuana, how does that actually work? When we get a prescription, we're told exactly how much to take, how often, for how long. 
are there similar guidelines provided to someone with medical marijuana or that's the thing you'd be going to this dispensary and then whoever's selling it may might tell you some tips but it could really vary and it's not as studied going back to we just don't have some of that information now there are two compounds uh, medicines that are fda approved that that are either a synthetic thc or a um uh coming from a a cannabinoid Uh one of these compounds from cannabis thc being one of them tetrahydrocannabinol um that has has that psychoactive component that can change someone's mental state um and uh and cbd itself um cannabidiol another one um these uh so the one of these marinol is a medicine that can help treat nausea um so that's fda approved you know it's made into a drug and so there's an exactness with the dosage and such but then you get the fact that then it it can cost a lot Mm. Because it's gone through all these processes and gotten made and studied, and it's a medicine. Um, a, you know, so there's there's that drawback. Is that's that's good that it's there, but then it can be really expensive. Well, of course, this whole program thing. I don't know how cheap that's going to be. Anyway. Yeah, we don't have any idea yet, do we? On cost, uh, that yeah. we know of. So okay, right. probably mm-hmm. cheaper than a FDA approved drug. Mm-hmm. But possibly more expensive than you know illegally obtained, perhaps I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not, okay, not something I've ever dived into. <laughs> yeah, or well, pursued. Right. Yeah, well, it's time for us to go to our final break. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. We have just a couple minutes left. If you want to call in your question to six zero five six nine two fourteen thirty six zero five six nine two 1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Hospice is medical care designed to maximize comfort and quality of life for patients facing terminal illnesses. Hospice provides pain management, emotional support, help with family care, and spiritual care to the patient and their family when a cure is not possible. Brookings Health System employs a caring team of professionals and volunteers sensitive to the changing needs of patients and family members during this difficult time. To find out more about hospice in the Brookings, South Dakota area, call 696-9000 or talk with your primary care provider at the Avera Medical Group Brookings, 697-9500. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. Our Prairie Doc topic this week is medical cannabis, and we've been learning some and looking forward to learning more from Dr. Ellsworth and his panel of guests that will be on his television show tomorrow night on SDPB. Uh Dr. Ellsworth, we've been talking about some of the potential benefits and risk of medical marijuana and a little bit about where the state is at with our legal processes and kind of getting some of these things developed and established. I wanted to ask, too, about what are some of the checks and balances that we anticipate will be in place to ensure medical marijuana is being used for its intended purposes? 
Do you know much about that? You know, I don't know. I, I'm looking forward to asking some of my expert guests about that too. Um, you know, certainly there's go- there's going to be various certifying processes and uh, that that are still getting established mm-hmm. too. You know, one of the w- warnings I also want to mention is um, you know, like with edibles. And well, just just marijuana now in general, it's it's not the same marijuana from the 70s. It, they've been bred to have these really high THC c- uh, compounds um, that can alter the brain and cause uh, you know change of mental state a lot higher rate than in the past. Mm. Um, meanwhile, if you smoke it, it it acts a little sooner than if you're having an edible. It can take sometimes four hours or something like that for an effect. So sometimes people, well, this isn't doing anything, and they take more, and then it really catches up with them before they know it, and then they're really having a, a, a problem then, too. Let alone, you know, they make gummies or whatever else, and then kids can get a hold of them hmm. and cause issues and overdoses in children, which we've seen in states that have legalized it at higher rates. And so that, or people who are baking them and not realizing it and bringing it to a bake sale or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I mean, we've you heard know, some of those cases, haven't we? Sounds funny, but it can be tragic too right. with kids. And right. so, um, once again, the big warning here is if, if we normalize this and make it, we can't talk about this being that it's no risk and nothing to worry about because it can really impact our youth and our children. And we really need to ed- help educate that it can cause big problems for children. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll look forward to learning more about that from your panel of guests tomorrow night as well. So before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, March 30th, Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth will discuss medical marijuana with a panel of guests, including Dr. Tyler Jarez with Avera Medical Group Palliative Medicine in Sioux Falls, Dr. Jeremy Daniel, uh, an associate pharmacy professor at SDSU College of Pharmacy and Allied Health Professions, Tim Rave, the president and CEO of the South Dakota Association of Healthcare Organizations, Kim Malsam Reisden, the former South Dakota Secretary of Health and now the Vice President of Public Policy with Avera Health, and Dr. Shauna Schmidt with Avera Medical Group Pain Management in Aberdeen. So tune in for that tomorrow night on SDPB Television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and we'll listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK, brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube for free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc Library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people.